Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Book Squad Goals is proud to be an affiliate for the 2019 Refresh Weekly Planner by Workspacery. Planning time to record a podcast around four working women's schedules is tough. That's why we need the right tools to keep us on time and up to date. Featuring a beautiful minimalist design, dual weekly layout with task organization, and a goal planning section, the 2019 Refresh Weekly Planner has everything you need to keep you organized and inspired in the coming year. Check out our affiliate link in the show notes to get yours today. Welcome to a very special episode, other sode, of Book Swaggles. Book Swaggles! We are celebrating. Yay! It is not New Year's Eve yet. It's just mid-December, but we're ready to celebrate now. Mm-hmm. So, some of us have our wine. Our hot tea. Some of us have tea. All of us have presents. It's just going to be a really fun However long this episode is, <laughs> that that amount of time, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's, it's just going to be a real fun, real quick five-hour episode. Ooh. You're going to love it. So let's strap in. I wanted to start with a very quick intro question before we get into the big topic of the episode, which will be our favorite things of 2018. But before we get into that, let's look forward. I wanted to ask... What are your New Year's resolutions, guys? I'm ready. This is Mary. Go, Mary. Um, I don't love New Year's resolutions just because I usually break them very quickly and then feel bad about it. And so many people's New Year's rev- resolutions are, like, weight-related. And there's, like, all these diet ads around the, the New Year, and it just really frustrates me and I get tired. I will say, though, something that I've been doing these past couple of months in 2018 and I hope to continue doing in 2019 is going to bar classes and trying to challenge myself to do that. Yeah, Mary. Some days like today, I'm just like, I feel bad and I'm not going. You don't have to go every day. That's okay. But a lot, I've been a lot. I've been a good bit. You have. And you took two new bar classes in one week. 
You oh my take God. reform and empower. I feel like my lower abs are still sore. That's amazing. <laughs> That's reform great. Because it yeah. was so... It was, reform oof. is <sighs> insane. Reform is one of those classes where it's like, I'm sweating. And it's not because it's cardio. Because it's not. I'm sweating because it's just that hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just that hard. That it's sounds great. like so much fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is Kelly. Hi, Kelly. And my resolution is pretty simple, but also pretty big, which is that I am going to get a new job. <gasps> I'm going to do it. That's amazing. I want a design book cover. That's cool. That's what I want yeah. to do. We want and you to do also. it. I believe. So I, I believe. am sta- stating this now. As my vision that I will have a new job by next Guys, we should make a vision board with all of our dreams for 2019 and post it on Instagram. It's just like a picture of some socks for me. Yep. And like a screenshot of like my resume. Yeah. (laughs) Some cute, well, I was thinking like cute book covers you like to aspire to be like, you know, that type of thing. Oh, okay. I don't know. Susan, what about you? Um, I have been not writing as much as I like to, and so I want to commit to doing that on some sort of regular basis. And You're going to do a poem a day? By, like, mid-year, I want to be sending out manuscript, like a full manuscript. Yes. So yeah, that's where I want to Nice. Be. That's awesome. And drink uh, more wine, probably. That, you know... <laughs> That was my, I, I was just like back up. I think it's good to reflect. Um, this is Emily. Um, reflecting on 2018, my resolution for 2018 was to drink more wine. Um, it, that's, 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 that is a true fact. And I, let me tell you, it worked out. It was a great resolution. <laughs> it's one of those things that it's like, wasn't hard to keep. Thanks. I feel so, like, I feel so proud. Yeah. I support um, you. And so, so whatever I've contributed, you're welcome. For I, I appreciate. <laughs> well, you know, all those all these times where, you know, we've had these Google Hangouts and you've been drinking along with me. I really appreciate it. So cheers to you. Yeah, cheers to you. Cheers to you. <laughs> Everyone drinking along with us. Take a little sip of your wine. Or your tea. It's a drink. Anyway. Day. It's every um, time so, we're self-congratulatory. Yeah. We all get oh, wow. have a drink. <laughs> just keep dr- just drink the whole time. Yeah. Just keep drinking. Every time, drink. Every Emily, time. what's your new resolution? Okay, so my new resolution is I'm fucking graduating this year. Yeah. <laughs> That's like so I I feel like I've been I'm trying to get my PhD. I've been working on it for a really long time. I keep thinking this is a semester that I'm going to do it. I'm doing it this year. Woo-woo. I'm going to Get my shit together. So that's my goal. You. you got it. Thanks. I believe. Doc Martin. So I'll next year when we reflect, you. you'll be Trying like, Dr. Martin, how's it going? And I'll be like, oh, this whole me. podcast will be full of doctors. And then yeah. Kelly. And a famous book Yeah, cover Kelly's designer. a famous book designer. Yeah. We should change the name of this podcast to Three Doctors and a Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we rebrand, that's yeah. the direction we can go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cool. So that's looking forward. Now let's start looking back. We, you know, you probably remember this from last year because you're an avid listener, 
But in case you weren't here for our last end of the year episode, um, we just kind of listed off our top three most favorite things about 2017. And so now we're going to do that with 2018, um, starting with number three. And I thought, you know, a lot of times we do alphabetical order. So for this entire episode, we're doing reverse alphabetical order. That means Susan gets to go first. Yeah. No Yay. pressure. So we can't forget Susan at the end of right. each thing, like, the way hey. we normally do. Yeah. I'm just waving my arms wildly like, someone notice. Oh, I need that attention and validation. It's true. So, okay, my first or third, I guess, um, favorite yeah. thing of 2018 is Nailed It. Yeah. The Netflix original series hosted by Nicole Byer. She's um, so great. Think like the Great British, British, the Great British Baking Show, but like opposite, where people suck at baking and have <laughs> to make things even more complicated sometimes than that other show. Um, if you've ever seen Pinterest fails, BuzzFeed does some good listicles of Pinterest fails. Of I love fancy cake I love love um, that just go horribly wrong. Uh, if you're one of these people, you will love this. The whole show is just based on that premise. Um, and it's really fun. It's, it's still a contest and there's money on the line, but you're, they're being judged by one, like, actual professional and then Nicole Byer and usually a guest professional. Um, but yeah, like, there's. Or like random. Or, yeah, <laughs> or random something. Thing, but, um, it's all, like, people who just like to bake but already know they suck at it. So um, it just really showcases how much people can suck at baking. But you can still win and be happy and get money even if you suck. Um, I blogged about this earlier this year, so we'll include a link to it, I'm sure. But my favorite thing about this show, besides just Nicole Byer being Nicole Byer, is uh, anytime they have to make something with eyeballs on it, the eyes are always totally insane, and, like, I will cry laughing at it every time there are eyeballs, because <laughs> they look so demented. So <laughs> My favorite one was when they did the fairy tale cupcakes, yes. <laughs> and there is a Humpty Dumpty one, and it's, like, a little egg, like, sitting on the... And the this looks like the saddest, like, like melting snowman <laughs> of a... Of a Humpty Dumpty, and he just has the saddest little face, and it's so fucking funny. I had to, like, pause it and, like, take pictures of oh, it yeah. on my screen and send it to a bunch of people while I was <laughs> watching that it multiple because times. it was so funny. I got my boyfriend to watch it with <laughs> me. Like, I had already watched the whole first season. When the second one came out, we watched all of that and then went back and watched the rest of it. And now there's – I know there's yes. new episodes now. We haven't started it yet. But, um, yeah, we had to stop it a few times and, like – Wipes the tears laugh. from our eyes, but Rapunzel was one of my favorite ones, and she had these oh yeah these oh yeah eyes also a that, classic. I think Nicole Byer said it looks like she's seen some shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it's just like joyful and funny and like really low stakes, and I think it's just delightful. So that's my third most favorite thing of the year. Yeah, yeah. I will go next. My favorite thing, one of my favorite things this year, and this is going to sound silly, is cat no, Instagrams. 
Yes. Amazing. This year has felt really long in a lot of ways. Lots of good things have happened to me this year, but also the political climate and the way people have reacted to it have weighed on my heart. And there's so much anger just like in the news and amongst people. But one refuge is cat Instagrams. <laughs> and there are a few that I particularly love. There is Chicago Black Cat, who is a black cat who lives in Chicago. <laughs> no way. You don't say. And is just very cute. Like, if you can imagine what Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon would look like as a literal cat, it's probably this cat. Such a cute cat, and it's uh, his parent. His cat parents film him eating and meowing for his dinner, and it's just very cute. John uh, and May May, the two cats of ALB in Wonderland, or as some people know her, ALB in Whisperland, her oh. ASMR channel. Her two cats, May May oh is a queen. And I love her. They're so cute. She has an ASMR video that's just her petting Petting. May May. And it is the best ASMR video. Oh, it's so good. She's like... We will link to that ASMR video in the notes. (laughs) My my version of ASMR is is just the sound of cats purring into microphones. Yes. That's Um, an ASMR My absolute favorite cat Instagram, though, is actually a duo. It's a couple... Um, Andrew and Hannah, who run I Am the Cat Photographer and Kitten Lady, respectively. Um, they are part of a new nonprofit, the Orphan Kitten Club in California. And Hannah Shaw has been doing like this amazing kitten rescue for years and years and years as the Kitten Lady. And they both do, but especially Hannah does like education and outreach projects. Um, as well as um, taking care of neonatal kittens who are oh. some of the most vulnerable kitten population because if they don't have moms to care for them, they will die really quickly. So they post pictures and videos all the time of kittens that they're caring for. But also in these posts, they share information that would help other people foster kittens and just generally be uh, like better citizens in the world of cats. <laughs> so... They're really awesome. And plus, like, if you follow them, not only do you get to learn, but you get to see so many cute kittens. And they really are great. I am also a huge fan of them. And they're so good at, like, giving sort of, like, personalities to these Mm -hmm. kittens that they adopt or that they foster. And you follow these kittens from, like, seeing them so teeny tiny and their eyes aren't even open to seeing them at, like, however many weeks, like, ready to go off to their new homes. And... Also, the photography is excellent yes. because both of them, like Andrew, is a cat. Like he photographs a professional cats for cat photographer. Profession. Yeah, and then Hannah also has like a really nice camera and takes all these beautiful yes. photos of these tiny little. I babies. will say too, a lot of the kittens that they raise 
they have like a pretty rigorous adoption process for the, these kittens. And mm-hmm. once these kittens get adopted out, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes the new parents choose to start Instagrams for these cats. And so then you can ha- find even more cat Instagrams that way. Like Little Mac and Big Tony yes. is oh a God, favorite of favorite. mine. They have really weird <laughs> captions for Little Mac Their and Big Tony. Go Chloe, go. Another favorite where you can follow Badge and Leany. Uh, Chloe and Doogie. What was the one you said, Kelly? Badge and Leany. Badge and Leany. There's so many good ones. <laughs> I mean, just like, it sounds like a silly small thing, cat Instagrams, but it really is, like, I think it's important for us to acknowledge where we find small joys and hold on to that. So, cat Instagrams are all my favorites. All right. Um... So my third favorite thing of this year is a website called Man Repeller, which is the best name for a website. Um, so this site is based, it's a blog. It's kind of like a, an online magazine, but there is no print magazine. So I don't know. But its, it's primary focus is fashion. Um, and it's also a lot of... Um, lifestyle and opinion pieces, and it's just really, really great. And I'm going to read a little bit from their about page with their mission statement um, just to kind of give you, like, an idea of what their vibe is. So their mission statement is, Man Repeller explores the expansive constellation of things women care about from a place of openness and humor with the conviction that an interest in fashion doesn't minimize one's intellect. And right underneath that, there's a message from the founder of the company, Leandra Medine, and she founded the company in 2010. She writes, Hi, people. What you just read is our mission statement, which took 59 emails back and forth between six members of the editorial and business development teams at Man Repeller to come up with. And then she goes on to say, The truth is, I've been reluctant to define Man Repeller. It means so many different things for the different people who touch it. For one reader, it might be a brain break, a way to escape from the particular banalities of his or her day. For another, it might encompass the world's greatest shopping recommendations on Earth. Parentheses. <laughs> what? They are good. For another cohort, <laughs> perhaps it is some place to come and recognize that no topic is off limits for intellectual dissection. Hopefully for all of its users, it's a judgment-free zone that allows you to be who you are, pants unbuttoned and all. And it's just a really great site with with good writing, funny writing. Like, it has that perfect voice that's casual but smart mm-hmm. and is really, like, what I strive to be like as a writer, even though I'm, like, so new at this in so many ways and have no idea what I'm doing. But I go on there and I read about these women and, like, their opinions of things, and I just feel, like, comfortable in knowing that you don't have to be this perfect – like fully developed person Mm -hmm. because a lot of their articles are things like you know exploring like like there's one how to genuinely find your personal style and they ask a bunch of different women who have developed their personal style over time like what their advice is for how to figure out your own um there's another that i recently read called a list of things i consistently regret but continue to do (laughs) (laughs) One of which includes cat eye eyeliner, because she's like, halfway through, I'm always so exhausted, and I just don't want to do it anymore, but I already committed, and I have to finish. 
Um, there's another one. 15 women share their most bone-chilling ghosting stories. <laughs> this was released around Halloween, and it's just really funny stories about women who have either ghosted or been ghosted. Um, there's a history of pumpkin spice lattes. Um, and I'll link to some of these um, in the show notes. But I really recommend you check out this site, especially if you like things like like Refinery29 or The Cut, like websites like that. This is similar, but it's just kind of like it feels more um, distinct and also just eclectic. And the the style that they present is so like it's such a range of like high fashion to like street fashion and really, really interesting stuff that I see. And I'm like, that's so cool. And it's like inspiring. And it makes me remember that I like really love clothes, even though I don't know anything about fashion. So I've never heard of it. And now I just I want I want to know it so much. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you can. This is crazy to me because I followed Man Repeller probably like in 2010 when they first got started before like before it was this blog that a bunch of people managed and like an online magazine it was just the founder and she i don't really remember but like i want to say she started it because people were joking she would like never get married because her personal style was so like out there they were like men won't Mm want to be seen with you When her family Dang. gave her crap about it. And then, like, a couple of years after I started following her, she got married and, like... <laughs> yeah, she has kids now. Yeah, I mean, but... it's just... I, but I stopped following her because she posted a lot. And she, <laughs> like, I wasn't really interested in her personal style. But right, now right. that it's a totally expanded thing, I feel like I gotta check it out. Yeah, totally. I See, I just started – I hadn't heard of it before this year. And I actually found out about it because my roommate, Justine, is, like, super into, like, all kinds of sites like this. And she was working for Pop Sugar at one point, so she was very aware of, like, yeah. different lifestyle blogs and things like that. And so she was, like – she showed me uh, probably towards the beginning of this year. And since then, I have been totally enamored with the things that they write. And they're also just, like, great about including writers of color and being very intersectional. It seems with kind of like a grown-up rookie. Pieces. Yeah. Like rookie yeah, was for, which, you know, R.I.P. Rookie. I know, just today. Crazy. Um, rookie was kind of like that outlet for teens and young adults, and Man Repeller mm-hmm. seems like the same sort of idea but uh, for a little bit of an older crowd. Yes, totally. So I highly recommend you check it yeah. out. Man Repeller. Okay. Hi, this is Emily. Um, my number three, um, I had to look up a little summary of this movie because it's so difficult to explain if you haven't seen it. My number three favorite thing of 2018 is Mandy, starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> um, yeah, it. I can't even, I'm just going to read this really short summary that I just like Googled because I feel like this is good. Um, in the Pacific Northwest in 1983, outsiders Red Miller and Mandy Bloom lead a loving and peaceful existence when their pine scented haven is savagely destroyed by a cult led by the sadistic Jeremiah Sand. Red is catapulted into a phantasmagoric journey filled with bloody vengeance and laced with deadly fire. It's insane. It's it, it's insane and so good. And I can't 
explain. I just, it was one of those things where the entire time I was like, what the hell is happening? And then afterwards I was like, I love that. That was great. You know, um, it's very hot pink. Mm-hmm. And there are weird LSD monsters. And tigers. Um, and tigers. And Nicolas Cage. And it's one of those things where it's like, you start watching the movie and you're like, why is Nicolas Cage in this movie? And then by the end you're like, oh, it could have been no one. No one could have done that but Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and it makes so much sense. And it's just, y'all have to... Has it's any, like it was I written for him. I've never even heard of it again. I guess I just, like, wasn't around this year. Wild. <laughs> it's really good. So it's directed by Panos Cosmatos, which I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, and it's also okay. one of the last films scored by um, Johan Johansson, mm-hmm. who died this year. And the film is actually um, dedicated to him. And um, I just read that Elijah Wood had helped produce this, which did not know. Random. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it was really good. I've never seen another movie like it. And I'm kind of sad. We <laughs> we tried to go see it in the theater, um, but we missed it. So we had to watch it at home. And, and I kind of mm, feel like this is no, one of those movies. we didn't miss it. They decided... Right before yeah. it was supposed to start, that they didn't want to play it anymore. Because that theater is the worst. But, you know, whatever. I feel like I'm not doing a very good job of expressing why I like this movie. Because it's just one of those things where it's like, it's just a feeling where you just watch it and it changes you. <laughs> um, I have never done LSD. But I feel like I've had the experience. <laughs> now you have. From You're watching like, I know Mandy because the like. cinematography is so strange. Yes. So strange. Yes. Um, and I really don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it because I feel like a lot of people missed out on this one and you should really watch it. So mm-hmm. just watch it. And then after you watch it, let's talk about why this had to be Nicolas Cage. I will. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's your assignment. Deal. All right. Um, so before we get into, um, our second best things, um, we are going to be listening to some voicemails from past guests throughout this episode. Um, first up is Janet. You might remember her from, (laughs) you might remember her from our Sharp Objects episode. Um, so let's hear what Janet has to say. Hey, book squad. Emily, Kelly, Mary, and Susan. It's me, Janet. Um, I'm going to keep this pretty simple and book-centric and say that 2018 was the year of the audiobook for me. I mean, sure, I had read or I guess I'd listened to audiobooks in the past, um, but this year I started to take advantage of the library. Hello, go to the library. And all of the audiobooks that I have access to, which has been amazing. Um, I was looking over my Goodread stats, in fact, and I noticed that half of the books that I have completed this year, um, which I've completed 56, I've read 56. So 28 of the books I've read have been audiobooks or audiobook adjacent. And by that, I just mean that I still like to read text, 
Um, maybe that's because I'm a writer and I like to see the word on the page, the words on the page. I want to see what the structure looks like. I think that's so important. Um, so most of what I have finished have been audiobook adjacent. And some of my favorites this year actually include a few that were books y'all read too. So um, I really like The Leftovers by Tom Parada. And I actually did enjoy Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. And of course, Sharp Objects. Whoop, whoop. Shout out to my episode that I was on um, by Jillian Flynn. I really enjoyed that. My favorite book, um, I would say, that I read this year, though, is probably still going to be Call Me By Your Name by Andre Asimon. Um, I read that near the beginning of the year. It's one of my favorite books of all time now, and it was audiobook adjacent. So I have the text, and I also actually have the audiobook, and I read those together. So that was my 2018. Thank you for asking. I hope the rest of this episode goes well. You can cut this out. On to 2019, y'all. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Thank you so much, Janet. And um, I too love audiobooks. Yes. As as you might know, um, some of us here are really into audiobooks. Some of us can't really get into them, and some of us just hate audiobooks with British narrators. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mary. It's Mary. Um. So moving on to round two. So this is our second favorite bestest thing of 2018 <laughs> let's let's go susan hey okay so um historically i've been kind of bad at like finding new music music has not always been a really major outlet for me like except when running and you gotta have it that was just like running. a bunch of stuff from like 2006 um <laughs> <laughs> but in the last like two years music has really become more important to me and um, more of a thing that I turn to. And so I was actually, I was really late to the game discovering 21 Pilots. Um, I don't even think I really listened to anything of theirs until last year. But then this year, um, they came out with a new album that people have been waiting on for a while called Trench. And Trench is my number two thing <laughs> of the year. So. Um, earlier this year, they released three songs before the album came out, and it was kind of setting up the mythos of this world that they create in the album. So, I don't know if you know, does anyone else listen to I them? I don't listen to them, but, like, I know their last album was a concept album, sort of, with, like, this blurry yes. face character. Yeah, so their last album, Blurry Face, is based on this character that they created called Blurry Face. Um... And there's a lot of stuff about, like, anxiety and insecurity in there, but they built this whole... It's kind of like a persona poem, but, like, in <laughs> music form, which is really cool. So, this is similar in that they've created this fictional place called Dima um, that's ruled over by these bishops who are oppressive, and there's this insurrection, like, revolutionary group called the Banditos that they're part of. Um, so they released these three songs, which kind of set that up. And, um, I was just like so interested and I couldn't stop listening to all three of them. And then finally the album came out and like ties it all together. 
But one of my favorite things that they do is, and I like this in poetry too, like I love genre mm-hmm. mixing, and they, like, there's rap, there's reggae, there's like this kind of disco sounding stuff, and then there's just like straight rock, and um, that was one of the things that kind of drew me to them in the first place, but it's like that throughout the whole album, and I just love this whole like world that they create and story and I feel like there's just so much more to it than like your average new album Mm -hmm. that you hear so uh, I also saw them live on the Bandito tour in Atlanta last month and it was just like an amazing show and I'm seeing them again in Birmingham (laughs) next year same tour don't care (laughs) (laughs) but like um I'll just give you some of the, my favorite songs from the album so that if you want to, like, dip your toes first before you commit to the whole thing start to finish. Um, my favorite song on the album is called Nico and the Niners, and that was one of those first three that they released, uh, along with Jumpsuit, which is um, a little bit more of an aggressive song. And then My Blood is a more mainstream one. I think that's the only one that's kind of like on the charts right now, but it's a little more mellow and it's kind of sweet. And then there's this weird love song called Smithereens. So if you just want like a weird quirky love song, go for that. Um, Really though, I mean, I like the whole thing start to finish. So I recommend like going from the beginning all the way through and just like immersing yourself in the, in the world. And if you can get tickets, like, I would also just get tickets. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And that is my first – I was kind of nervous about that because I've never talked – I don't, like, because I don't know music mm-hmm. that well, I feel like I don't know how to talk about it. But yeah, great. I think you did a great job. That was what I really loved. So yeah. check it out. I okay. also have an album <laughs> – for my second one and it's weird like we didn't talk about this beforehand or anything and i switched around a couple of mine because i was thinking like i didn't love cat instagrams as much as i loved mitski <laughs> but uh, my second thing is mitski's album be the cowboy and i love it for a lot of the same reasons that susan mentions she loves 21 pilots and one of those is uh, it's sort of a concept persona sort of album where Mitski takes on the identity of like this married woman. And it's it's really in- interesting. Kelly and Todd and I wrote a blog post about this album, which we can link to. Um, I never really listened to Mitski much before this album. I had heard her two other or two of her other albums, Bury Me at Make Out Creek and Puberty 2. Puberty 2 is sort of the more famous of those two older albums. And I've heard a song here and there. I've listened to these albums. I just like I felt like, oh, she sounds like a lot of singer-songwriters that are similar. It's good. Her music has always been really good and quality, but I feel like Be the Cowboy is doing something completely different from those other two albums while still having, uh, like, an emotional core that is in the other two albums as well. A lot of people categorize Mitski's music as being kind of sad, I think. And it is definitely emotional, but it's also just really good, which I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. But just the whole style of this album, the way that she's chosen to promote it, the way she has performed on tour with these like choreographed 
dances. It's just, it's really great. The album's super solid, and I enjoyed it a lot. I will also say, if you like Mitski's weird dancing, you have to go back to the originator of weird dancing, who also had an album come out this year, David Byrne. <laughs> but I will not talk about his album. <laughs> But Mitski's Be the Cowboy is great. Lots of good songs. And we can link to that blog post. I love her so much. She's great. She's great. She's great. Queen. Queen I saw her on The Daily Show. I know I said that last time, but that's still my only point of reference for her. (laughs) Yeah, she's great. And I think it's cool, too, because a lot of women singer-songwriters that get a lot of praise and critical attention are often like white pretty privileged women and Mitski is a woman of color out there singing her sad songs yeah and she is just like so she's she has such like a stage presence yeah her the way she performs which i haven't seen her live i would love to but the way she performs is just really artful and i think she does view herself from what i've gathered from interviews she views herself as an artist and not just um an entertainer like she's about the whole package (laughs) yeah not just one part of it so yeah and i've I've seen her live twice and she is amazing i saw her open for lord which was crazy because it was in the barclays center which is like a huge arena just her and her electric guitar (laughs) and it was like even then she like commanded Mm -hmm. the entire stadium she is really incredible so um am i next yeah yeah oh my god okay um (laughs) (laughs) what do i do i'm not ready uh okay so my second favorite thing of the year is patriot act which is am i uh I'm going to want to talk so much. Go ahead, Kelly. Oh, that's fine. I I was prepared for this. <laughs> I don't know what this is, and I'm just like, the Patriot Act? No, like, this is... The this law? Pa- no, no. <laughs> I promise I'm not about to talk about the law. My favorite bill passed this year. Uh, this is Hassan Minaj's new uh, show on Netflix. Yeah. It and, is you know, my my boo, my baby. Emily's husband, yes. Hassan Minaj. Um, I love him. It is... A half hour weekly show. Um, it's it's similar in format to like you know last week tonight or the Daily Show. Um, but except it, he's standing. Yes, he stands the whole time. He does a lot of hand movements. It's really great. <laughs> um, and he has all these screens around him. But but what I really love about first of all, like I guess it, I would compare it a little more to last week tonight because he picks kind of one subject to focus on for the entire episode rather than doing like a you know here's the news this Mm -hmm, week mm -hmm. thing and so he's done an episode he did a really good episode on um uh immigration he did a great episode on amazon he did a really really interesting episode about streetwear specifically the brand supreme um Mm. which i had not heard of because i'm a fucking loser apparently i was gonna say you're a white girl because i'm a white girl my boyfriend was like, you really, yeah. you've never heard of this? And I was like, I'm late. I'm sorry. But, yeah, um. Yeah. Um, I, that, I think that was my favorite episode is the Supreme episode. It's really good. Um, yeah. and really interesting and funny and just he, but what I really love about him is his ability to take these large scale 
topics and just put so much of his own personality and his own life into them. Because he'll just constantly be bringing it back to, like, his life as a teenager, his life as, like, a an Indian kid and, like, what it was like growing up around a certain – like, in a certain era as – the person that he is and just like he'll show like pictures from his youth like on the screen and be like this picture is you know it's just really funny and personal and interesting and he just like does this specific this like very common style of of like uh comedy news stuff but he does it in such a specific way that is so totally him and Mm -hmm. i love it it's great. I highly recommend you. And if you it. haven't watched his stand-up special, Homecoming King, yet, yes, it defies genre, in my opinion. Like it's just amazing. It's wonderful. I haven't watched like, any of this stuff. Yay, oh my god! I'm about you to should... have a new like comedy girl. Get on yes. it. It's so good. You... And you will love him too, and be like me. And then, and then you have to watch Tan give him a makeover. Yes. <laughs> it was so There's funny. So, look. I have a whole Hasan Minhaj curriculum for you guys. <laughs> yeah. even And on one of the episodes, he's like, he's like, you guys don't care about this. You just want to see me get makeovered by Tan France again. <laughs> but but you, Kelly, you didn't tell him about how you went to a live recording of the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Duh. I went to a live recording of um, Patriot Act because I signed up to get tickets. And it's as many of these shows are, it's like apply for free tickets, maybe you'll get one. And the day before it was recording, I got a text like, congratulations, you're in. And I was like, oh my God, so. (laughs) And then I yelled at her a whole lot. Yeah, I told Emily she got very upset. (laughs) Um, But I I went and I I was there for the oil episode. So at the very beginning of the oil episode, if you look in the very far back left-hand corner, you will see me for one second. Um, I watched it twice. I didn't see you. You have to, like, actually, like, you basically have to pause it. Yeah, because I'm so far back. And But the nice thing about that was that, like, my friend and I were literally the last people who got in because I thought we were supposed to get there at 5, but a bunch of people got there at 4.30. And so we were the last two people they let in, and we got put in the, like, very, very back, very far left corner or right corner i guess if you're facing the stage but anyway right where he comes out of the curtain to come up onto the stage and he is facing basically the other direction for the entire recording and so when he came off to go back backstage he stopped where we were and he's like i feel so bad for you guys like you're looking at my back of my head the whole time and we were like no it's great you're doing great blah 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 and he like he was so nice and so personable and like, really was – he's so excited to have a show. Like, his enthusiasm was insane. Like, in between every – because then he, like, he had to come back out and do reshoots for certain parts of it. And between each thing, he was like, oh, I have to tell you guys something. And he'd, like, tell us a little story. And the people – the camera crew was like, Hassan, can you, like, <laughs> get back on track and do this? And he's like, oh, sorry, okay. <laughs> uh, but, Yeah. Watch it. He it's just, so good. He also seems just, like, so excited to have his own show. Yeah, Like, exactly. so excited. Like, I don't know. He just seems like a really cool guy, and I just – he's just one of those people that I just, like, genuinely like as a person. He just – I, like, support everything he does. Yes. Hey, great transition. Speaking of people who I support <laughs> everything they do, <laughs> let's talk about Donald Glover. <laughs> let's talk about Donald Speaking Glover. Of husbands. 
Yeah, speaking has. of my husband. It's been a while since we had a full Donald Glover episode, so take it away. It has. And so um, I really, my number two best thing is just Donald Glover in general. Um, but more specifically, Atlanta season two. Um, when the first season of Atlanta came out, I loved it. Loved every second of it. Um and I know I've talked about Atlanta on the podcast before, and I've talked about it on the blog before, but um, I really feel like season two was elevated beyond even what season one was doing. It was just really great. He took a lot of risks. Um, I love that he explored other characters on that show on, on season two. I love how weird <laughs> he let it get. Like, I think... The interesting thing about season one of Atlanta is it kind of starts straightforward and then you suddenly realize there's an episode with a white Justin Bieber and you're like, oh, we're going there. Or no, a white Justin Bieber. I'm sorry, a black Justin Bieber. Um, <laughs> I did just have a like, minute where I was like, yeah. <laughs> wait, white Justin, wait, is Justin Bieber. Bieber black? See, look, that's because I've been watching Atlanta. I think he is black now. Remember, I'm new you know? to music, so I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> No, but I mean, like, suddenly you have an episode where Justin Bieber is black, and you're like, okay, this is some sort of, like, weird, uncanny space. And it's not, like, a Justin Bieber-esque character. They literally it's just... Justin Bieber. They Justin say, like, Bieber. oh, it's Justin Bieber, and it's a black dude. Um, and it's sort of like... I, I always remember that Justin Bieber episode in season one, because I feel like that's where he was like, all right, we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want now. And from there, it just, like, goes crazy. Um and season two built off of that and escalated it, I feel like, um, in really great ways. I think the way that Donald Glover uses the uncanny in Atlanta to explore issues of race, um, issues of sexism, issues of classism are really well handled. Um, it really puts you, I mean, again, apologies, I am a white girl. <laughs> Apologies. But I feel like it like it does kind of put you in that space where you can kind of understand what it's like to be in those situations. And it's kind of reminiscent in some episodes. It reminded me a lot of um, Get Out in that way, especially the episode where they go to um, Helen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, Mary knows she's from Georgia. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah I was so like, I've I, been there. Yeah, no, I have too. I just like, I couldn't think of it. So I know, um, but like when so I the, watched it, I was like, oh no, this is, this is what it's like. I didn't know that was real. Yeah. So the episode where they, yeah, where the episode where they go to Helen, it to me was like very reminiscent of Get Out because it's like these um, two black people entering this space where they're like, oh, this is a white people space and we feel uncomfortable. And we as viewers are made to feel that too through the use of the uncanny, um, which I think was like just like very artfully done. But just like the whole season is amazing. If you're not watching Atlanta yet, you're really missing out. Um, and I will sit down and force you to watch all of it. Just watch, just ask Kelly. Because I made her do that. Yeah, she visited, and we literally watched two seasons <laughs> in like two days. But you I'm not complaining it. because I fucking loved it, and it was amazing. Yeah. And I'm so glad we watched it. We saw none of New York. What we look, been I'm here not, so many times. I'm not. I'm not there to see New York. I'm there to see Kelly. 
Yeah. Atlanta again. We basically have um, never done the only touristy things we've ever done in New York is go to see a Broadway show and go to cat cafes. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Which, those are two. Those great are the things. things to do. Yeah. I'm proud of that. True. But also just like one last okay. note just about Donald Lover before I move on. Um, this is America <laughs> also came out this year. Um, and it's incredible. I'm really excited to see what else. Is there going to be an album at some point? <laughs> I don't know, because then he, he did release, like, a little, like, summer EP thing. Also um, good. Which is also really great. And, Kelly, I don't know if you noticed, I just keep adding new songs to that playlist for you. Um, but, yeah. So, Donald Glover, Atlanta. Um, you've got to know that my number one thing is amazing if this is only number two, because... You know how much I love Donald Glover. Truly. And now we interrupt this program for a special message from Todd. <laughs> you said it's so unenthusiastic. Todd. 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 From Todd. Well, I kind of wanted to ease yeah. into it, you know? Hello. My name is Todd. My name is Todd Osborne. My favorite thing of the year was Mission Impossible. Specifically, Mission Impossible Fallout, the most recent entry in the series which came out this year. Even more specifically, Henry Cavill's character, August Walker. Even more specifically, the scene in the movie when he and Tom Cruise fight another man in a bathroom. And at one point, Henry Cavill, apropos of nothing... Rolls back his sleeves and cocks his fists like they are a rifle. He then proceeds to punch people very hard. That is my favorite thing of 2018. You know, I am here for any any pro-Henry Cavill talk of any kind. Even if it's just about the Henry Cavill punch. I'm here for it. I'm 100% on board with Henry Cavill. Just want to say that. We know how I feel about Henry yeah. Cavill. Which is not good. <laughs> but we will link to Todd's... Um, Twitter. Honestly, Mission Impossible Fallout, Fallout made me like him a little more because he was really good in it. I, I will say, like, and I don't, we don't have to get into this, but, like, he said some pretty crappy things. Yes, I know. Around the time Mission Impossible came out, and I was like, I know. Anyway. Thanks, Todd. Thank you, Todd. So before we get into our number ones, we had a couple of honorable mentions that I know that we wanted to chat about. I just kind of threw them in here because I feel like um, a lot of us have things to say about a lot of these things. So let's just like quickly run through them. Uh, I yes. know we talked about the chilling adventures of Sabrina. <laughs> um, kind of sad that we're, we were never able to do an episode on it. Maybe someday. I love the aesthetic. But I um, love it. Maybe season two. Um, I love the sweet, sweet kitschy. Yes, Salem is so cute. Yeah, I almost put this in my top three, but then I felt like oh, I'm not like quite crazy enough about it to have it in my top three. But I did really, really enjoy it. Um, yep, me too. And I'm really looking forward feeling. to second season. And apparently there's going to be a Christmas special. And moving on, Queer Eye. Queer Eye. So pure, so good. So pure. So good. Cry every time. And just really wonderful a representation mm -hmm. of male friendship yeah which is something yeah. that we don't get to see enough of in this and world it's filmed in atlanta so half the time i'm like i've been there mm -hmm. and 
guess who Which is fun just for me. met Tan France last week? It's you. It me. You. It me. Anytime it's like, guess who met a celebrity? It's Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Emily was there. <laughs> it's not me or Mary, though. <laughs> Look, I'm lucky, and I work at a publishing company where sometimes celebrities publish their books with us. And I have been lucky enough to be working on Tan France's memoir, which is called Naturally Tan, an excellent name for a book. That's amazing. Um, All right, next up, Ariana Grande. Yes. Very invested in all of the crap. Yes. Drama surrounding her and Pete Davidson. I listed Ariana Grande... from like a music perspective and Mary Liz and Ariana Grande from a gossip perspective. I just want to say mm-hmm. the video for Thank You Next. So good. I want to marry it. Yes. And I just want to like Sweetener. Excellent so album. Good. So really good. Really excellent album. Made number 22 on NPR's top 50 albums of the year. It should have been higher. I listened at your recommendation and really enjoyed it. Wait, uh, whose recommendation? Because I've been recommending it the longest. I met yours, like, collectively, because mm-hmm. I remember in the group chat is when we were mm-hmm. talking about it, and she, w- Kelly was talking about it, and Emily was like, see, I told you, and I was like, I obviously have to listen, and then I did, and you were both right, and Mary, you were yes. all right. Everyone was right. We're all I right. We should, I mean, guys, it's guys, <laughs> you guys need to all come to New Orleans and go to the Ariana Grande concert, and then we can get friendship Ariana Grande t-shirts. This wait, is wait, what wait, I want to do. When is it? It's in, like, March. Or May. I'm fucking there. Or something. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to work this out because I really want this to happen. No, sign me We up. can, get, like, we can get a little Airbnb for the night. It'll be great. Make a little weekend out of it. I want to go. Up. I'm just, like, so poor, but I should just but go. But friendship! What about our friendship Ariana Grande shirts? Yeah, because, like, honestly, we haven't friendship. gotten together unless Emily's wedding... Or wedding festivities. I feel like Ariana Grande is a reason to get together. And so now... This is my new that's New true. Year's resolution. As no one's about to get married, we should go to Ariana Grande. Yeah. And that would be why yes. we get together. So that's what's okay. going to happen. Either one of us has to get married. <laughs> or Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande! So like... If it's in the next year, we're, it's probably yes, Ariana yes, Grande. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're hearing these plans being made now. Statistically speaking. Just wait. Okay, <laughs> I'm so excited. This Suddenly, Ariana... If Ariana Grande is the reason we get together in 2019, then she is the best thing about 2019. Just saying. Aww. <laughs> yeah, it'll be on yeah. all of our lists. Um, which will shorten the show drastically next all year. All right. <laughs> we interrupt... Oh, wait, no, we've got more. Okay. What, what are these other ones? Tell me. Susan. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're mine. See, you did almost I'm here mine. for churches, though. <laughs> I just got so excited about going to see Ariana Grande. Go. Tell us about your thing. Okay. Well, I'll start with churches then, since that's also music. And Mary and I both saw them. Saw them. Love them. On this tour. So, churches came out with a new album this year called Love is Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're also selling an adorable necklace that says Love is Dead, which I recommend you buy. Um, we're not sponsored. By that necklace. But anyway, the album is great. Um, it isn't even my favorite Church's album. Mary and I talked about this. She said it wasn't her favorite one either. Yeah. It's still good, though. But it's still so freaking good. I love it so much. Um, they um, are the exception to my, like, I don't really find new music thing because I have loved them for a while. And I was really pumped about this album. And I saw them in Birmingham. 
and I cried a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Happy tears, like twice. It's fine. They're really good performers, too. So good. That eyeliner, though. I mean, it was like half her face, but so good. I kind of wanted to do it to my face. Like a black swan sort of thing. Yeah, and tiny glitter shorts. I loved it. My other honorable mention was Crashing Season 2. So I blogged about Crashing, and I loved Season 1. And this is kind of my comedy entry to the list, because I didn't have a stand-up special on here, which I feel like was weird for me. But I love Pete Holmes, and I feel like Season 2 of Crashing was like when the show became like what it is. And mm-hmm. Season 3 is coming. So I'm excited. Yay! Since Stephanie is going to talk about this, then maybe it kind of fits in. Yeah. Okay. So you'll know what we mean after you hear Stephanie's voicemail. Hey, this is Stephanie. I can sum up 2018 in three words. Love is dead. Of course, I'm talking about Church's third album. Um, It was a great album that I listened to constantly this whole last year. If I needed um, a song to help me get through spin class, I listened to Get Out Um, If I needed uh, a song to cry to on the way to work, Heaven and Hell was right there. I mean, despite its pessimistic title, this album just made my heart happy all year long. I also have a couple of honorable mentions. Dr. Death was the podcast I just couldn't stop listening to. Um, uh, Just a horrific reminder to stay off ladders and don't have back surgery under any circumstances because it sounds awful. And then um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina was the Netflix show I just like binged right through. Loved it. Everything Riverdale is and is not. So check that one out if you haven't already. It's supposed to be coming back, um, I think, in April of this year. So those were my favorite things of 2018. I can't wait to see what 2019 brings. That was it. Yay. So good. Yeah. Thank so you, Stephanie. We're validated. Everyone loves that album. It's so good. Yeah. Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> and we loved having Stephanie on. I'll be gone in the dark. Oh, we forgot. We forgot to mention which episode Todd was on. Todd was on our Station Eleven episode. Yes. But always in my heart. And will be on a future episode. Yes. Spoiler. You'll have to wait and see what that one's going to be. <laughs> I'm wiggling my eyebrows right now. You don't know because this is audio. But I think wiggling just, your eyebrows is very tough. The, the wiggle eyebrow sound is ear, 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 ear. That's what that is. It's the wiggle eyebrow sound. Okay. <laughs> um. So, great. This is just rolling along. We're on to our number one best thing. Guys, I'm doing such a good job. <laughs> Everyone acknowledge it. You are. <laughs> I can't believe drink. We're only Everyone drink. Hour. Congratulatory drinks. Um. All right, Susan. What is your number one number one thing of 2018? I mean, number one surprise. It's a podcast. Did you try to listen to it, Mary? I listened to the whole thing on a crazy car ride back from Georgia and was stressed out the whole time, but I couldn't stop listening to it. Yeah, I also, I started it on a car ride and I had a a trip to Nashville where I was like, damn. Like when I got there, I was like, I do need a break. But on the way back, I was like, what happened? So I caught up. All right. Dr. Death came out this year and... I didn't want to compare it to Dirty John, but it is kind of like this year's Dirty John. And not just because it's like by the same podcast network, Wondery, which does a lot of great shows. Okay, so what's different about this one is that this was in the news. And so I think some true crime 
fans, probably especially in the South and in the Texas area, knew a little bit about the subject of this show, Dr. Christopher Dunch. Which, Dunch is such a funny name. Wait, I thought his last name was Death. (laughs) That's his nickname that he earned (laughs) from being terrible. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. This is not a spoiler because this is like what was already in the news about him. But in a two-year period, this neurosurgeon, Dr. Dunch, operated on 38 patients. 31 of them were mm-hmm. left permanently paralyzed or very badly injured. and two One of them was fine. Um, this is One. a pretty <laughs> bad success rate for surgery. Wait, how many were left injured slash paralyzed? 38 total. Okay. 31 of them were permanently paralyzed okay. or seriously injured. And two of them died. You know, in a how- two-year period? Two-year period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might be wondering, why did no one stop him? Well, that's kind of what the podcast is about. So, (laughs) um, this is, like, that subject matter alone is shocking. And so, if I think if you're into true crime stuff, you would like this just because it's so unbelievable, like, what's happening. But also, it's it's a character study of this guy and, like, how he got to be a doctor in the first place. Um, and how he just kept kind of slipping through the cracks and hurting more people. So I also think if you like stuff like This American Life or The Moth, you would also like this. Um, if you are squeamish, though, I will warn you, like, it's pretty gross (laughs) sometimes. Like, Mary and I talked about this. There's some stuff where you're just like... The description of one of the surgeries... Mm-mm. And how Mm-mm. it left the person afterwards? Nope, not here. I could. It, I was just like, why? Yeah, it's like it's totally horrifying. It's like horror movie level stuff that this person does, and then it just keeps. There's some people who catch on and then want to try to take care of it, and then the system just sort of fails. So I also think if yeah. you just like that kind of like crime documentary where. You find out how the system failed everyone. <laughs> um, you'll also like <laughs> like uh, in the dark, for example. You might also like this. So I think it does appeal to like several audiences, but really, it's just like on a basic level. I think really good investigative journalism. Uh, Laura Beale hosted, and she's really great. And there have since been obviously this got media attention, so there's been some follow up episodes where they've found some other patients of his and wild yeah the whole thing is like it's totally wild but it is it's just on a production level it's done really well and i feel like it's a good story but yeah i mean be warned (laughs) if you if you don't like a description of surgery like it's not going to be your bag yeah it's not i'm sorry but it's really interesting and even though (laughs) i don't love a description of surgery i couldn't stop listening because the storytelling is just so good and you want to know they structure it in such a way that you want to know what happens so bad yeah so like the subject matter is shocking but it's the whole podcast i wouldn't say is like just shock value stuff i think it's genuinely a really good podcast it just happens to be about some crazy subject matter but yeah, I it's I highly recommend. And this I I've been waiting to I didn't include this in any of my Pod Squad blog posts because I wanted to save it for this episode. 
So wow, this episode is so special. That is it. So um, yeah, do That's not ever good. like get surgery by this guy. I heard you just like period. Do not ever get surgery. Yeah, just don't do it. Yeah, just like whatever you've got, like let it happen because surgery. I kind of like feel that way. I think if I needed worse. surgery, I'm just gonna <laughs> die. I feel like avoid surgery at all costs, pretty much. Yeah. I've had a lot of surgery, and this made me wonder. Did anybody leave a sponge in me? Like, hmm, how did all of those go all right? <laughs> Mm-mm. See, this is, I can't listen to this. Well, here's Mm-mm. the thing, though. Like, if you listen to this, you will think, you'll hear what mm-hmm. he's doing, and you'll think, well, they might as well have hired me to do that. I do not trust doctors at all. I, like, I Mm-mm. don't know shit about neuroscience, but I could have done just as Mm-mm. well. <sighs> yeah. So that is Dr. Death. That's my number one thing. That was the best podcast this year that I listened to. Woo! I do not know that this is my favorite okay, thing of the enough. year. I didn't know we were doing this in like a ascending order thing, but that's what we did last year. I know. I don't know. It's been <laughs> a year. My favorite video game of the year, though, by far, is Spider Man for the PS4, which is, as you might have guessed, about Spider Man. Now, anyone who knows me might be thinking, but Mary, weren't you really excited for Red Dead Redemption 2? And I was. But let me just say that the sensation of swinging through New York City as Spider-Man on your webs is much more fun than riding a horse for like 20 hours. (laughs) This game is interesting in that it takes place in its own sort of universe It doesn't necessarily adhere to what the comics are doing with Spider-Man right now or what the movies have been doing with Spider-Man. It does seem to be more based on the comics and the movies, but it's just like a night, its own thing, which is really nice. And essentially you play through the game as Spider-Man, who is doing various missions and trying to uncover this plot by Kingpin, one of his famous villains, um, and you work with your girl MJ through most of it <laughs> yeah, and the New York City Police Department to track down various criminals and defeat them. And lots of uh, villains from the Spider-Man rogues gallery makes make appearances um, like Doc Ock. It's just it's really interesting if you like Spider-Man at all. It's just like a nice um, there are lots of nice cameos and references to things from the comics. But even if you don't love Spider-Man or aren't familiar with Spider-Man, the game itself is just really fun because it's kind of a combination of a beat-em-up style game and then also sort of like puzzles and weird agility missions and stealth missions. So it's got a little bit of everything and it's just honestly really fun to play. It's not super long. It's not super short. It's a good length of a game. And they're still releasing downloadable content for it. I just picked up the first two DLCs for it and and playing through it. And it's just really great. Woo! It's fun. It's fun to be (laughs) Spider-Man. I've always wanted to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I will say, too, the voice acting is phenomenal. Like, one thing that, just on a video game making level, it's... It's great. And it's a triple-A game. Like, it's a big studio game, so that's expected. But they really hit the nail on the head. And there were even some voice actors that, like, I'm familiar with. Like, a couple of people from Critical Role, the online uh, D&D Twitch show. 
Like it's just it's just really well made, very professional, and it's great. It's one of the few games that like when Todd and I were playing it, I liked playing it and I also liked watching it. Yeah. Like it's just an interesting game cool. no matter how you're interacting with it. I wanna play. Hey Book Squad goalies. I'm interrupting this production of Book Squad Goals to bring you an important message about your favorite thing of 2019, which is going to be my TBR from Book Riot. TBR stands for Tailored Book Recommendations. Think about it as a personal shopping system for books. Um, You can sign up for the $15 per quarter plan or the $75 per quarter plan. For $15, you fill out a fun little survey Um, and you get personalized book recommendations sent to you with a very personal letter. It's like having your own little book buddy who has got your back and is going to make sure you're reading the best books, books that you'll love. Um, After every recommendation, you get to give feedback on the books that were recommended for you, tell them what you liked, what you didn't like, what you want next time. So it's just constantly evolving, and the longer that you stick with the program, the better your um, bibliologists will get at picking out books for you. For $75 a quarter, you can get um, three hardcover books personally selected for you, sent to your door, along with that very, very nicely personalized letter. Um, again, same deal. You, every quarter, get to update your survey and get to give feedback on the books that you received. Um, So it's really great. I am a bibliologist, full disclosure, but I also subscribe at the $75 level, and I'm loving it so far. I just got my second um, order of books, and I'm really excited about all of the things that have been recommended to me. Now, if only Book Squad Goals would stop making me read so much so that I could read more of the things that my TBR is sending me. Um, But I plan to get to all of them in 2019, And I can't wait to report back. And I'm so excited about what they're going to be sending me next quarter. Um, So, you know, it's the holidays. It's the perfect time to get yourself a little gift or get this as a gift for your friends. Just go to mytbr.co and sign up. It's super fun. All right. Cool. All right. I'm going to let Kelly talk again. Bye. My favorite thing of the year is, uh, wait, let me do a drum roll. Sorry, I hate myself. My favorite thing of the year is <laughs> Janelle Monet's Dirty Computer, which is an album that is so wonderful and interesting and unlike anything I've ever really listened to, and you may be familiar with Janelle Monet. She, in the last couple of years, has done a lot of acting in some pretty big movies. She was in Hidden Figures as one of the three main characters. Um, she was in Moonlight. Uh, she's in the upcoming movie Marwin with Steve Carell. She's been in a lot of things, and I think that that has kind of started to, like, bring her more into, like, the public consciousness as a musician, but she's actually been really prolific as a musician before this album. Um, she released two other studio albums, um, 
the Arc Android and Electric Lady, which are also both really, really fun. Um, but anyway, Janelle Monet is like such an interesting person because she is she has extreme prince vibes. <laughs> like she is super gender fluid and is always playing with her uh her style and her identity and her sexuality is you know, she's been open about the fact that she is pansexual and is just kind of into whatever comes her way. And you can definitely feel that through her album. It's like so sexy. Like so many of the songs on this album are like, <laughs> I just want to fuck someone. Like my boyfriend. Hi, Ivan. No, I just want to fuck someone when I'm listening to it because it's so like, I don't know. You got to listen to it and you'll know what I mean. Um, she, She's just like really cool and smart and like, has so many interesting things to say about, like, what it is to be something that I can't necessarily relate to, which is being a, a woman of color. Obviously, I'm a white woman, and I don't know what that's like, but listening to her, like, explore these issues is so just beautiful and inspiring, and I think she is, like, one of the greatest artists working right now. And... Her album is getting a ton of recognition. She just made number one on NPR's top 50 albums of the year, which I saw that and I was, I had already decided to put this as my number one. Nice. And I was like, I might as well work for NPR now. <laughs> and she also is nominated for best album of the year at the Grammys, which I don't give a fuck about the Grammys. I think they're usually terrible, mm -hmm. but it's still really exciting when someone gets recognized in that way, and I want to link to a clip of her finding out live that she got the nomination because she is just so, like, humble and, like, surprised and emotional when she finds out. And it's like, I watched it and I cried because I was so happy for her. She's just so fucking cool. I love her. And I want everyone to listen to this album because it's so good. And it came out in April, and I feel like people like, didn't pay enough attention or talk about it enough when it came out. And it's amazing. Also, like, Prince worked on a lot of the tracks mm -hmm. on this album before he passed away. Um, there's also contributions from Brian Wilson, Stevie Wonder, Pharrell Williams, Zoe Kravitz, like, tons of really cool, famous musicians. Um, it's just so good. Please listen to it. Honestly, better yet, watch the... Emotion film. <laughs> emotion film. And get to see how cool she is while you also listen. And also, Tessa Thompson's in it. Yeah. And also speculate about her probable relationship with Tessa Thompson. Because something <laughs> going on there. Oh, shoot. It's my turn? It's mm -hmm. you, girl. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, Jeez. <laughs> so um, I had a really hard time deciding with this um, number one, I think. So I'm just going to do a little preface and then I'm going to let you listen to Ben's voicemail and then I'm going to give my real pick. Um, so I think that this year for me has been a shit show for, you know, pretty obvious reasons. Um, I lost my brother at the end of 2017 and it fucking sucks. 
Um, that's really the best way I can describe it. It's just, it sucks a lot. Um, and one of the things that's been the most comforting to me this year is just, I feel like, and this is going to maybe sound strange. Um, there've been some really good horror movies this year that have dealt with loss. I think, you know, horror often deals with grief and loss because obviously like, one of the major things about horror movies is a fascination with death. Um, so obviously that's something that's going to be um, talked a l- about a lot. Um, this year, especially though, I just think there's been a lot of really good horror content. Hill House was a really great show. If you haven't seen it on Netflix that uh, like at, at its core is really about losing a loved one. Um, Annihilation was another one that I really wanted to put here at number one, but we spent so much time talking about it that I didn't want to waste my number one on that, um, especially because this other thing tied for me for number one. So I'm going to let Ben talk about Annihilation real fast, and then I'll get to my number one. So here's Ben talking about Annihilation. Hey, Emily Kelly, Mary, and Susan. Ben here. Uh, I was guest on your Stephen King's It episode, and I had a great time echoing the awesomeness that is Beverly Marsh. Uh, So if I have to pick one thing to be my favorite of 2018, then it would have to be Alex Garland's film Annihilation. Um, Nothing else this year has had me so completely entranced from start to finish, though I have to admit that Panos Cosmatos' Mandy came the closest. Um, The score of Annihilation perfectly augmented to the visuals, heightened my already growing respect for the power of sound and film. I plan on watching at least once more this year, and between it and 2015's Ex Machina, I'm more than keen to watch whatever Alex Garland puts out next. Thank you all for your wonderful and insightful commentary. You give us all as faithful listeners, and I'm looking forward to more 2019. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> you might remember Thanks, ben, ben from our It episode, also from Ask a Man. Is that Ben from Ask a Man? Yes. Also from being married to Emily. Yeah. I only know him from Ask a Man. Thanks thanks for, for talking about Annihilation, Ben. Uh, thanks for we'll, supporting us, Ben. Yeah. Yes, we love you. Yeah. Um, me especially, probably. <laughs> I hope. Um, but my number my number one thing of twenty eighteen, we also talked about it in a blog post, so we'll link to that. But it's hereditary. Um I love this movie. I've seen it three times now. Um and, oh my god, I don't know if I will ever watch that movie again. <laughs> yeah, you know what? A lot of my favorite movies, people often say they don't know if they'll ever watch it again, so yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, but yeah, also, like, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about Hereditary because we do have a whole blog post about it where we're, I mean, at least I'm kind of gushing about it. Um, but to me, it really just, the one thing I want to stress here is that um, a lot of the things that happened in that movie, um, I mean, not like the more like overt like crazy horror things like I don't have a whole bunch of like naked old people in my house but <laughs> the the grief related things I was I relate I related to pretty heavily and I was like yes that's what it feels like and it's it's just nice to see that represented in film because that's just kind of where my my brain and my heart is right now so um thank you horror movies for being awesome it's so good it's such a good general. movie too. and hereditary yeah, Tony yes. Collette. So that's really chef kiss. Tony Collette. Very disturbed in different ways. Number one. Yeah, in good ways. Yeah. Also, shout out to Jen um, for letting us grab you while we watched that movie. 
Yes, thank you, Jen. So those are our number one best things of 2018. What were your best things of 2018? Please let us know. Just write in and let us know. I loved reading those last year. Yes. So yeah, please write in and let us know. um, And we'll read them in an upcoming other episode. Um, We have another voicemail from past guest Elizabeth, who you might remember from our very, very popular (laughs) Fifty Shades episode. Yes. Kink very expert, sexy Elizabeth. Episode. Yes, Kink a very episode. sex episode. Thank you, Elizabeth. Here she is. So my favorite thing about 2018 would have to be creating the headpiece for the character Polaris in the Fox Marvel TV show, The Gifted. The Gifted is a show that is about mutants and humans and learning how to deal with the tensions between them, you know, the fear that the humans have of the mutants and therefore the oppression that they put upon them. Uh, It's also very much a show about family. And in this particular instance, the family referenced is uh, regarding Polaris's father, who, spoiler alert, (laughs) fans of the comic books will know that Polaris's father is Magneto. And in episode 208, we see a lot of Polaris's past growing up and flashback to a particular instance where her father, who wasn't really a part of her life directly, but indirectly was because of his actions and people knew that she was his child, influenced her. So at the end of the episode, she takes this medallion and she stretches it into her headpiece to wear as kind of an embracing on her past and who her father is and his royalty within the the mutant world. So to create this headpiece, they wanted to take the concept of stretching the medallion and ended up coming up with this neat look where the headpiece is kind of sculpted and thicker on the edges and thinner around the middle and doesn't look very ornate, is a much more kind of utilitarian look because it's a matter of blending it in with the world that they've created that's a very you know, more realistic, real world look. It's not as if people are running around wearing, you know, capes and spandex. So it's finding that middle ground between referencing this very iconic headpiece and making it very realistic. So over the course of about a week with the different design procedures, we ended up creating this this headpiece Um, Actually, the second to last look, I thought they wanted a more raw metal look, but we ended up, I ended up going back and polishing and shining it up. And the feeling of getting to be a big part of this process behind the scenes, and then furthermore, being around on set, because I was working on the show anyway, to see this come to life in front of me and watch it being filmed was just truly an amazing, amazing thing. You know, it was a great feeling. And I think, you know, I'm really happy with the way it turns out. And uh, I hope, I hope everyone else likes it too. So yeah, that was definitely a very uh, bright moment in 2018, you know, being pushed to make something and not being sure how it was going to end up, but being really happy with it anyway. And uh Kind of just, you know, believing in yourself through the process and uh, creating this cool collaborative thing. Thanks, Elizabeth. 
Thank you and congratulations on your success. And your and your your headpiece. Oh my gosh, guys. (laughs) Merry Christmas and Secret Santa time. And also Happy Hanukkah for Susan. Yes, and happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, Susan. Um, (laughs) And happy holidays to our listeners. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm going first, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Before I go, I have to take a picture of this, like, adorable wrapping that Kelly did. And this will be, like, for, you know, Instagram and stuff. But she, okay. like, really wrapped it cute. I would be like, don't really expect like- any wrapping in mine, yeah. Kelly. No. Because it's, it's in a cool. box. I didn't open it yet because I wasn't sure if them. it was wrapped. So okay. I was like, the inside of it is kind of fucked up, but the actual thing is not fucked up. So. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, my God. There's dogs on the fucking box, though, you guys. Oh, shit. I love dog-themed gifts. Oh, my God. What's it going to be? Ring hold. It's a ring holder. You guys, it's a dog. It's a dog ring holder. Oh. Look at it. <laughs> oh, my tail. God. I'm so cute. I could cry. Oh, wait. I was supposed to read my card. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't have to read the whole thing. No, I'm going to read it. You read mine when I wrote you a card. I know. I just hate having things read in front of me. You guys. Okay, it says, snailed it. And I'm just going to say that. That's too um, perfect. That's what. So, yeah. But for a lot of reasons, like, uh, snail is Justin's nickname. And he's also, like, one of my favorite things for 2018. So, just, this is cool. Okay. Aww. Dearest Susan, happy winter holidays. I didn't know what religion to go with there. (laughs) I remember you telling us you and Justin call each other a snail, and I got jealous, so decided to get in on the action. Seriously, though, (laughs) you've done such an incredible job this year with social media and helping us get sponsors and partnerships, so I can say with 100% seriousness that you have snailed it. Outside of the podcast, you're also a loving friend, an intelligent badass, a running machine, a literal comedian, and an all-around A-plus person, and I love you with all my heart. It's crazy to think that two years ago I didn't know you, and one of the best things to come out of this podcast for me is what I know will be a lifelong friendship with you. Love you, faux Eva Kelly. That's, like, the nicest card I've ever gotten, so... I love you. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I'm just gonna keep opening it. (laughs) Okay. Show us the gifts. This came with a post-it that says, I know this is shaped weird, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know stuff how to shaped wrap weird. It. It's a hat. I also love hats. Oh, it says salty AF. Mm. On a little margarita. <laughs> Why the margarita? <laughs> this covers a lot of things I like. Cute. Hats, one. Drinks, two. Also, I'm kind of salty in general. So, pretty excited. Don't worry about it being shaped weird. <laughs> How do so you wrap a hat? I, I mentioned this to you that this is kind of something that I threw in because I was like, oh, fuck. I don't want to just have two things. I want to have three things. So, And this is that third this thing? This is the third thing. So okay. this is the least um, good part. Just I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a poetry collection. A, Why is this? Because I don't know, I didn't read it, so I'm kind of like, if what if it's bad? Say, the cares? poetry collection is the it, worst I'm part. It way. Uh, this cover is beautiful. By yeah, the way. that's okay. why I, I picked it? it up in the first place. Because it's, was... it's called "Shame Is an Ocean I Swim Across" by Mary Lambert. I, I uh, know I have... her. You know her? I don't what? know her personally. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, like I've um I've heard of this. She's great. So I'm excited to read it. She well, writes a also, lot about it's just the body. Like, and... It's yeah. beautiful. She's also a singer. Oh, I did not it's know beautiful. that. beautiful. Uh, do you remember the Macklemore song, And I Can't Change? Oh, Even yeah. if I tried. That's her. Interesting. Not a big fan of Macklemore, but. No, but he just ripped her <laughs> song for his song. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, this will all be on Instagram, obviously. You're going to see pictures of all of our gifts, but this is very pretty. I love Kelly, that you Kelly, thank you for, like, one of the best cards I've ever gotten in my whole freaking life. You gave me the best and, card ever uh, last year, uh, so had to return oh. the favor. Mm. Love you. Thanks. Love you. So sweet. Okay, who's next? It's not my turn. Mary. Earlier today, Emily and Ben came over to play a board game. With me and my roommate Jenny and Todd. Mm-hmm. And when we were done, Emily was like, God, I have to go home and get your present again. <laughs> Wait, you forgot it? Yes. Yeah. But that's okay. But it's here. She got it. And <laughs> shout out to Aunt Mary because Aunt got her Mary a little bonus. Gave me a special pin that is a little kitten. In a teacup, wearing glasses. Yeah, that was a little bonus present for my aunt, because I went shopping for these presents with my aunt, and I was getting ready to check out, and she saw that pin, and she was like, what about this pin? You should get this pin. And I was like, but I already spent the amount of money I'm supposed to spend on this present. And she was like, I'll get her the pin. It's so cute. very sweet. Yeah. I opened the card. Please look. Oh my god. Wait, sh- the cards are out of this world. It's a, it's a, a sleigh girl. girl. kitten and it says sleigh girl. <laughs> uh, it says, Mary, I had such fun picking out these gifts for you and I hope you enjoy them. My Aunt Mary actually helped me shop for them and the pen is from her because she just felt like you needed it. I did. I guess everyone yeah. named Mary is just a sweetheart. Aww. <laughs> You're such a good friend to me and I hope these gifts inspire you to slay girl all 2019 long. Your friend and cats, coffee dates, horror movies, popcorn lunches, pure bar classes, anxiety attacks, wacky student emails, etc. <laughs> Emily, P.S. I love you. Snuck so in cute. anxiety attacks. P.S. I love I know, we do a lot go to horror movies and then have popcorn for lunch. We did yeah. that like earlier this week. I will we say... This little guy fell out. Oh, no. Just like when I picked it out of the bag. <laughs> Super excited because Emily has these Pure Bar socks. <gasps> there's and skulls. I'm skulls on them. jealous of them. They have skulls. Oh my Wait, God, did you so see cool. there's another pair in there? And there's another pair of socks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that are other skulls. Oh my god. Other skulls! (laughs) This is so great. Because I love these skull socks because most of the pure bar socks are like really cute and like girly, and I'm like, skull. (laughs) I like cute and girly too, but sometimes you need skulls. Emily has also. You do. Sometimes you need a good skull. Beautiful. Polka dots. A classic. We hope you enjoy these ASMR sounds. I'm really bad at wrapping and unwrapping. <laughs> I had to have my mom help me with mine, you guys. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's okay. Yes, I inherited some, a good wrapping thing. Some ASMR sounds. Oh my gosh. 
This is so cute. <laughs> this is a 2019 calendar <gasps> called Social Justice Kittens. <laughs> In the front is a kitten that looks kind of sad, staring into the middle distance, and it says, I am preyed upon every second of my life. <laughs> oh my god. That's so funny because I got a postcard set of those same ones for Gabriella. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. So good. Some of the other kittens include, I am feeling my worth. I am decolonizing with my art. <laughs> yes. Non-consensually posting my picture is predatory behavior. Is the one that says I sing a song of myself on there? I don't if think it's so. not, it's okay. Free speech is a luxury we have to forego for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Your rage comes from fear and hatred. Our rage comes from love. It's not my problem. You're offended by the truth. This is so cute. This is perfect. <gasps> Yay! Thank you, Emily. Yay! Glad you like it. All right, I'm opening mine. Mine is from Mary. <sighs> I mean, I, th- I might have to explain some of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited. Oh my god! Okay, the first thing I see is this tiny business card that says "Cat Coven." <laughs> so here's the story. <laughs> I it's so cute. Long ago, I mentioned that I like Bust Magazine, and you were like, yeah, me too. And I said, there is a store that they advertise in there all the time called Cat Coven, and it just sounds like all the things we love. Cats and witchy things, like witchy aesthetic. And I wanted to get you something from Cat Coven so bad, but everything they have is like, this stone is infused with our good vibes and blah, blah, blah. So I actually got Penelope something from Cat Coven. <gasps> oh my god. Is it this little bag? Oh wait, what is? Oh god. Okay, wait. So there's a little bag that I'm going to open. <gasps> it's dice! Ah! Yes, those are, I made some dice and I said I was going to send them to you sometime. These are so pretty. I love them. And then the little skull. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh my god. These are so cool. They're like sparkly... Um, white with blue type mm. on them, or blue uh, numbers, and they're beautiful, and I love them, and I, I am I feel like even them. since I made those, I can make them better now. <laughs> well, these but look incredible to me. I love them. Thanks. Um, those are not for Penelope, but she might enjoy playing with those as well. She might. I'm going to have to show her. Okay. I see a cat coven. Oh, my God. Is this like a bandana? Yes. Yes! Oh my god, it's, it's a little cape. It's so fucking cute. Are you kidding me? I mean, I think you could wear it as a people bandana too if you want. I think I could. I could just tie it. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it now. We are starting to wear pieces of our gifts. Yes, as is customary. So, some bite lip mask, agave. Mm, I thought she might maybe. need to do some kissing in 2019. You're ready. Ooh. I have some lipstick from Bite that I really like a lot. So this is awesome. This stuff is like so you know I was, moisturizing. I've been thinking about pampering. how I really need to get some like lips, lip exfoliator or something because my lips are dry and horrible right now. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Well, this stuff, then, it's good. Last and but it's not kind of oh, red. the card is at the bottom. Come on, Mary. Okay. I'm going to read the card. 
I was trying to pack it into it's the smallest USB box. Like, I'm amazed. My package to Susan was so big. <laughs> it was so stupid. With with post-it notes about the shape. Yeah. So. Apologizing. <laughs> it ripped when I pulled it out of the mailbox because it fit just exactly, and I tried to pull it out, and the paper just came apart. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, this says, thanks for being part of my squad with little pictures of succulents. Oh. <gasps> It's very cute. And it says, (laughs) life sure would suck without you. Suck is spelled S-U-C-C. Kelly, thank you so much for being my friend. I've really enjoyed getting to know you more over the past year. You are a vital part of the squad and genuinely, and I genuinely do not know how I would do it all without you. Thank you. I don't Wait, know if I how, said, did I say I? How would do it all without you? Sorry, my eyes are know. not working very well right now. Thank you for watching Riverdale with me. <laughs> I'm like, I <laughs> I help you through your life, I know, Mary. Thank you for watching Riverdale with me, for talking about Mitski, for giving me movie wrecks. You are awesome. Love you and wish we live closer together. Love, Mary. I wish we did, too. Thank you, Mary. I love you so much. And this final yeah. piece feels like a shirt. This is the best. This is what the is best. it? <gasps> no! Oh my god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'm gonna die. It's a Pops Chocolate Shop T-shirt, which is the restaurant on Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> this. Oh my god, Mary. I don't even know. I was like, as soon as I got your name, I was like, I have to get her something Riverdale. <laughs> what to do? About this. This is incredible. And I love that we continue the theme because last year I had you and I got you a Cheryl Blossom. You gave me a Cheryl. Yeah. (laughs) I love this so much. Oh, my God. And it's so soft. This is perfect. I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to die. Is it my turn? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. All right. I have a knife. Oh, you haven't opened a postal box yet. No, because I didn't want to. I didn't want to accidentally well, see I something. Did have my mom Girl, you got a straight up kitchen knife. Girl, I told you I had a knife. You thought I was messing Shout around. Shout out to Jane, Jane Elliott in Indiana gave me some assistance on the wrapping. Oh wow! Thanks, Jane. No, I. This has been in like when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is from Secret Santa. I'm not opening this yet. And I did not. <gasps> There's a card on top. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So this is it. It has my name in black letters on the front, and then on the back she says, "I definitely fucked up that M." So. I tried though. You did so good. All right. Oh, it's a little Christmas tree. Oh, I read the P.S. before I read anything else. It said "Hello to the PNC," so I read that first. <laughs> Emily, I was so excited. I drew your name this year because I knew you might like the same stuff I like, which means it's extra fun to shop. I hope these gifts bring a smile to your face and remind you of important life lessons like SSDGM. You're in a cult. Call your dad and stay out of the forest. I love you tons, and I'm thankful we are friends and pod squad pals. Heart, Susan. Thank Aww. you, Susan. P.S. Oh, and then the P.S. After that, hello to the PNC. That's Aww. where the P.S. goes. Look at this wrapping. Some good 
I'm getting some very good wrapping now. It's like big crinkly. I'm sorry, I'm talking too loud for this to be ASMR. So let me try this. Shh. I'm gonna open this present. It's that. Oh, it's that. Oh my gosh. Cat fact. Did you know cats spend 70% of their lives sleeping? I actually did know that because I have two cats. Sounds right. <laughs> Sounds low. Sounds like a low number, honestly. <laughs> so, conservative I'm going to take this out of this bubble wrap. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. <gasps> it's so cute. I if, I, and if I'm oh. drinking out of this coffee mug and I have it up to my face, it'll look like oh I have God. a little cat, cat oh face. Oh my gosh. It's so cute. This is so That's cute. so cute. Oh my gosh, I love it. I'm gonna eat it. So you can be a I'm gonna cat. drink out of that tomorrow morning. I'm gonna put my wine in it right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, there are three things in here. No big deal. This is the next one. Yeah. <gasps> Now we always have to Oh, no, food. I did four. <gasps> That's okay. It's a little stay sexy, don't get murdered keychain. Oh, my gosh, this is amazing. So now Susan and I have a tradition of getting each other um, my favorite murder gifts. <laughs> I feel like this is also... ASMR yeah. crinkles. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've been eyeing this, actually. This is, is that the <laughs> My Favorite this Murder is, Coloring? Or yes, yeah. yes. It's a My Favorite Murder Coloring Book. It's got wonderful. Yeah, does it have crime scene illustrations? Sayings on it, like crime scene illustrations. <laughs> <laughs> like we've got stuck with Gwyneth Paltrow in this alternate reality, and <laughs> nothing is real. Speak for yourself. Question authority. This is amazing. Um, Thank you Emily, so much. I I have that coloring book also. My favorite one in there is some asshole walking uphill in boots isn't better than you. That is true. <laughs> that is always true. Also, here's the thing. Fuck everyone. That's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> for when you need to be mindful and color. Do some coloring. This is amazing. Thank you so much. You're yeah. That was great. Um, Yay! I love you guys. Love you. Love you. Ugh, I can't talk. Love you guys too. <laughs> I was like, love you, Ties. Um, we do have one more. Um, Speaking of people we love. Um, here it is. All right. I'm recording. I'll let you oh, talk. Good. I'm, I'm glad there's no video. So that's, that's good too. But even though I am retiring and technically retired last Friday, my favorite thing this year was Ben and Emily's wedding here in Millersville and being able to do that and have all their friends and things over and family, and it was just really happy. Aww. That's it. It's true. And you got to meet the whole book squad. Right, and I cooked about six or seven Boston butts, and we made gallons and gallons of, of uh, designer uh, cocktails that, with literary themes that y'all insisted on, right? Yeah, it was me. I insisted on that. I, I know that. What was your favorite? Um, the Gin Air. The Gin Air was good. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Oh, you didn't say who you were. You got to you got to retroactively introduce yourself. 
Oh, retroactively, I'm, I'm the father to call if you are taken prisoner by a cult. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the dad to call. I'm Emily's dad. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Have a happy new year. Okay. Bye, baby. Bye. Aww. 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 He's so sweet. He's the best, first of all. Second of all, I think your wedding was one of my favorite things of the year, too. <laughs> it was very fun. I know. I feel so bad that I didn't say that as one of my favorite things. But well, I, I thought, mean, you know, we were... That was technically outside the parameters of our favorite thing. Yeah, we, we were going with more like... It wasn't a pop culture event as much yeah. as we like to make it one. Yeah, you know, but, that's yes, true. Yeah. But that was really sweet of my dad to say. So thanks, Dad. Thank you. And I'm glad I got to meet your dad. Yeah, he was fun. He's the best. Yeah, he is. I love him. Love you, Dad. So let's let's just talk about real fast what on that blog does. What's on that blog? Well. What that blog do? What that blog do? <laughs> well, Riverdale's still around, and I'm going to be wearing my shirt the next time I write a post. Riverdale's going strong, you know? They're going in about 500 directions. <laughs> Y'all, I have to tell you, it's my favorite time of year. It's time for Bachelor First Impressions. Yes. So pumped. That's on the blog now, and it's featuring a special guest. Bonnie! My friend and your friend, too. Bonnie yes. Asato. Yay, Bonnie! I gotta say, spoiler alert, most of them are bland white women. <laughs> Yep. Named variations yes, of that's true. A lot of them are from Alabama, Megan, Caitlin, Alex, Caitlin, <laughs> Caitlin. Got yeah, we got a couple of Hannahs. No Laurens mm. this year. They like Shocker. both of those Hannahs are Alabamas. There's two Alabama Hannahs. But yeah, so that's happening. Mary and Susan, y'all have blog posts. Yeah, I think I'm gonna write about Survivor. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And awesome. I I have written for my blog post. A blog post <laughs> about Survivor. I look, I'm not up to date on Survivor or anything, but I have just almost finished my first ever season. I'm watching of it, and it's kind of just The Bachelor in the Jungle. Ooh. So I'm going to ponder, like or I have pondered, about reality <laughs> television and how it is super enjoyable, but ultimately kind of similar. Hmm. Cool. I just decided that. Yeah. Oh, wow. I loved that post, Mary. It was great. <laughs> uh, write that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Susan, uh, what you think you're going to do? I wrote about a book Ooh. instead of a podcast this time just to like Whoa. change things up because sometimes I read. Um, Susan's Book thanks. Squad. Oh, wait. That's us. Right. Okay. So <laughs> this book, I actually I, I picked it for a, a Book Squad pick and then I changed my mind. Um, but then I still wanted to read it. So I read it on my own. But um, it's called The Trauma Cleaner. It is um, a nonfiction book about a woman who does, like, crime scene and death cleanups. Uh, but it's also just about her as a human and, like, her own personal traumas and stuff. And so far, it's really cool. So I'm going to write about that. Or I already wrote about that. Next time on the podcast. Uh, we'll be talking about... Um, Girls Burn Brighter, a story of friendship and troubles and 
sadness and India and you know those types of things. More sadness. More sadness. <laughs> it's not going to be a, a happy. Oh my god. What? <laughs> Cat probs. Oh. Penelope just jumped on the onto the <laughs> thing and then started typing in the dock. <laughs> Do you think she's salty AF right now? She's like, why wasn't I? Why wasn't I your number one thing of 2018? Is what she's saying. Sorry, girl. Oh my gosh, my cats are playing with each other underneath the door. Oh, <laughs> the cats are really getting restless. <laughs> um, and then our next other episode is going to be about my brilliant friend. Yes, we've got two episodes about friendship coming up. That's what I wanted to say. Yay! Yes, my br- my brilliant friend, the TV. Yes, yes. The TV yes, series. The TV series, not the novel, but we will probably reference the novel. Because some of us yeah, have read Susan it. Susan and I have both read it. So Yeah. It's very good. Cool. So watch that and get ready because that's happening in January. Mm-hmm. And uh, Girls Burn Brighter will be coming out on the 31st mm-hmm. of December, mm-hmm. touring in the new year with some sadness. Yeah. So get ready. <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs> For this I like to bring year. you way down so that when you start the new year, it has to be above that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're making it easy for you. Things can only get better. It's not true. They're just going to get worse, guys. Merry, merry holidays. Thank you for joining us. Um, also, follow us on social media at Book Squad Goals on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can email us your favorite things of 2018 at the squad at mm. or you can let us know on facebook or instagram or twitter what your thoughts are or if you disagree or or like if you also want to send us gifts opinions. like yeah we um, accept them from other people too it's not just you know for me we'll open them Take them just, like think yeah. about it it's fine yeah absolutely yeah. Let, send us a a pm a private message <laughs> that's, that's what they called it in the old days mm-hmm. slide into our dms uh, now it's DM. With presence. With presence, please. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. We love you guys, and we love Amen. you. Amen. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Bye.